0: They vanished. they gave way even Jordan disappeared father we thank you this evening we, th- we present every issue every problem every opposition we present them before you this evening and we thank you O oh God because they are, way, oh God. they are giving way oh God 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 in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He said, I am the Lord. Is there anything too difficult for me? I am the Lord. Is there anything too difficult for me? Ah, Because I created the heavens. I created the earth. And everything under the earth. Father, we thank you. 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 Thank you. We bless your holy name. Receive our praise. Receive our offering of thanksgiving, oh God. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Thank you, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Let somebody say it is well with me. Oh no, I didn't hear that properly. Say, it is well with me. It is well with me. Let's say it one more time. It is, I want us to declare it with a Holy Ghost confidence. It does not matter what is going on around you now, it does not matter what we see. It is well with you. Let's declare it one more time. It is, well it is well with me. Father, we thank you. I remember one song we used to sing in those days. He said, he said God, you are so good. You are worthy of all our praise. He said it doesn't it doesn't matter what the eyes you see, it doesn't matter what the people say, God, all we know is that you are so good and you are worthy of our praise. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, hallelujah. How is the fasting going? How we you can you can take your seat, you can take your seat before we pray. We're going to pray. How is the fasting going? And we say it is time to cast out your net. That's why we say it is time to cast out your net. It is time to cast out your net. Cast out your net. Let's, uh, let's read that scripture and then I'll just pivot to some other, other things I will I, share before we pray. I, I won't talk for too long. Then we'll just take the remaining times and pray. John 21. Let's read from verse 3. It says, Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you not meat they answer no and he said to them cast the net on the right side there was a specific place he told them to do it say cast the net on the right side of the ship and you shall find they cast therefore and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes therefore the disciples whom Jesus loved said unto peter it is the lord now, when Simon Peter heard it, it was it had that it was the Lord. He got his fisher's uh, coat unto him, for he was uh, naked, and said, "Cast." Sorry, and did cast himself into the sea. Now, I don't know tonight what your net is, but your net could be anything tonight. And I don't know what. Uh, God is saying to you. But tonight, I just want to tell you that if you look at that story very well, you'll find out that the miracle was not in the net. But the miracle was in the obedience of using the net. I remember about three weeks ago, uh, three Sundays Sundays ago, three Sundays ago, when... uh, Pastor brought that powerful message. And one of the things that he said, he said, there's nothing, there's no need. Because when he talked about, you know, the pots and the wines and all of that, you remember that message? He talked about the pots and the wines, uh, I mean the pots. And say fill it up with water. Where did he get the pot from? He got it from the place, the same place. And he said one thing. He said, there's no need that's in this house that the answers to the need are not present. You see, I have seen God bless people in my short life. I have seen God bless people. But most of the people that I see God bless, God has used what they already have to bless them. In other words, we are running helter skelter. Running here and running there. Not knowing that the answer to our problem we already have. As long as we present it to God to bless. Because the problem, you see, the thing is not what you have. The thing is not even the net. The issue is what God has blessed, no man can cause. And it doesn't matter what the thing is. Whatever it is that God has blessed, no man can cause. Now, the, the widow of the Zarephath, the, the, sorry, the widow of Zarephath, her net, what she had was her net. The cruse of flour and the jar of oil. But what made the difference? The difference was the blessing of God that was upon the cruise of flour and the jar of oil. Are you getting me? So when we say cast out your net, we are talking about you getting to a place where you trust God so absolutely. And you can do whatever he tells you to do. You remember the wine? The, uh, you remember what Mary said? Mary said, Mary said, she said, whatsoever he says, whatsoever he tells you, do it. Do it. Whatsoever he says, whatsoever he commands, whatsoever he tells you, do it. And some of the problems that we have is that you see, so when God gives you an instruction, or you have your net, so to say, you know, allegorically, you have your net. The, the biggest problem that we have had all this while, is that we despise our nets. We despise our nets. In other words, I'm wondering why is God blessing Brother Tunde? Why is, you know, why is there a manifest presence of the blessings of God upon his life? And the first thing that comes to my mind, oh, he's an accountant. Okay, I will run and go and become an accountant. But there are many accountants who are not doing well. Am I correct, sir? So it's not in the accounting. It's not, it's not that. But it is in what God is saying concerning what he's using his accounting to do. Let me read one scripture to you. Uh, open to 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17, and we'll, we'll see. 1 Samuel 17, from verse 38. Now, this was the story of David and Goliath, how David got Goliath and how David killed Goliath at the end of the day. And, you know, we all know the story. But I want to bring out something here that will be of benefit to us. From verse 38. Then Paul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet, a coat of mail. You know, when the Bible says a coat of mail, it's actually, you know, in reference to... You know the you know the, the, the hide of a tortoise, right? You, you know you know that you know the, you know you know the tortoise, right? You know how strong that hide is. Now that was what that coat was made of, so that no spear can penetrate. the distance. That's how thick that 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 uh, that, that distance is. So I just want, wanted to bring that to your attention. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, and took a step or two. To see uh, what it was like. For he had never won such things before. Look at what he said. I can't go in this. I'm reading from the NLT. I can't go in this. He protested to Saul. I am not used to them. So David took them off. He picked up five smooth stones. From his stream. And put them into his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistines. And the rest rest is history. Now, here's what I'm trying to say. In your time of need, are you listening to me? Or in your time of challenge, when you get to the place where the rubber really meets the road, another man's net will not be your salvation. Do you understand what I'm saying what another man has will not deliver you at that time it is what you are used to what God has blessed you with because you know what it is the blessings of God that make it rich and added no sorrow to it. if you are going to get any increase you have to wait you have to wait and get instructions from God so when Paul said, look what are you going to fight this man with? This man is nine feet tall. In fact, the Bible, when, when you see the description of his spear of 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 Goliath's spear, is very. He said he called it a weaver's beam. You know what? View, you know how they weave. You know those of us that grew up in in you know in north in the northern part of Nigeria, we, we saw people who traditionally weaved you know clothes. You know they, they they made clothes traditionally, and you see all these beams that they stretch. They put on the floor, and then somebody just wraps them around, and you get you know whatever clothing materials you want to get. He said well, he said his spear. Was like a weaver's beam. And this was this little guy going to face this man who was experienced in war. He was, not just, he was not just, he was not just an ordinary man. He was a warrior. Very intimidating. And he said, Look, you can't go against this man just like this. Let me give you my own armor. Because you see, the 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 the, the thing about the thing we should understand about Paul. Paul is not just uh, somebody that God just picked from nowhere. In one sense, yes, God just picked him from nowhere. And made him king. But in the real sense, Paul was an experienced warrior. His resume was thick. How do I know that? The Bible says, David has killed, I mean, Saul has killed his 1,000. David has killed his 10,000. In other words, you think it's easy to go to war, one war, and kill 1,000 people with a sword? No, you must have some experience. You must have some things backing you. So, Saul was an experienced warrior. And he told me, he said, you cannot go with this man. You cannot go against this man the way you are doing. Take what I have tried. What is true. But guess what David said? He said, I have never tested this before. It is good. It looks good. It looks great. But this is not my net. It is beautiful. It is strong. It looks deliverable. But this is not what will deliver me in this situation. What will deliver me from this situation is what is what God has said. What God has gifted me with, what God has blessed me with. This evening, I want to ask you, what has God blessed you with? There's something in your house. There's something that you have. There's something that you own. And that in is what God wants to use to bring about your deliverance and your salvation. So when he told him, he said, cast the net to the other side, cast it to the right side. One thing you have to know there is that these guys were also experienced fishermen. They have tried it. They have done all they could do. They labored on it. That's why they went to fish at night. It's easier to catch fishes at night. These guys were experienced. That's their living. They make their living from fishing, but they could not do it. But when the master came and blessed it, he said, cast that net there. I'm sure they must have tried that thing before. They must have cast it to the right side. But he told them, do it again why because it is the blessings of the lord that make it rich and added no sorrow to it whatever god is asking you to do whatever god is telling you to do it is so that he can use it as a contact to bring about whatever he wants to do in your life i remember A friend of mine was telling me, you know, this story some time ago. And this guy, God has blessed him. God has really blessed him. He has gotten to a point where God has really, really, really blessed him. But I knew those times, there were were many times when in those days when we were were a lot younger, the guy would be going to church. And all he had was just going to be enough. get him to transport himself to church and back and this guy will make a decision, he'll he, he tell me he say, this might be my widow's, widow's might. this might just be what God wants me to use as a point of contact and guess what, the guy will walk for miles to get to church just to have something to put in the offering plate And to us, it doesn't look like anything. But to him, that was big. That was his net at that time. That was the only thing he had. That was the only point of contact. That was, the, that, that was the only thing he had that could connect him to where he wanted to go. And he did that over and over, many times over, many times and over. Now, I'm not saying there's a correlation between that and what is happening to him. But in his later life, the way the guy rose, in terms of God blessing him, the way, the way he rose... In the corporate world, it was nothing short of miraculous. Nothing short of miraculous. I've never seen somebody who started from, you know, from uh, a trainee, and in ten years you have become executive director. That must be God. From a trainee to executive director, and I'm not talking about. I'm not talking that. You know, I'm not talking about being an executive director of, uh, of you know. Uh, a tomato, you know, they're just selling tomato here and it's, it's, like, it's like, no, I'm talking I'm talking about a multinational corporation let me even go for this, with this guy's story before we pray and that's why, you know I, I like this scripture because, you know those are some of the things that happen when, when we're talking when he started working, he worked in this, you know, in this, in this, you know, corporation. Anyway, he worked in Coca-Cola, all right. He worked in Coca-Cola, and he had risen to a point, and he told me, "God said I should leave that place to go and take another job. That would be that. I will get a very serious pay cut." And to me, I was like, "Are you, you know, you, you?" Something must be wrong with you. Because that's the way we look at it sometimes. We look at, you know, when, when, we, when we look at people, I'm like, something must be wrong with you. And it was serious pay cuts. And he told me, he said, look, I don't know what God wants to do. But I know that this is like casting my net into the waters. Took a serious pay cut. He was there. And before long, not too long from that, in a matter of months, he went and met you know, the mind director that I'm leaving because things are beginning to get difficult now and things are beginning begin to get you know, tough. And I went and met the, the CEO and told him, I said, look, uh, I need to leave. I need to look for something. I said, oh, no, I was just talking with the HR guy that we want to put you in the in the executive director position because our executive director just put in his recognition this morning. I want to put you there. What am I saying? The, you see, it, it's not... The the point is not in your ability. The point is not... If it was in their ability, those guys would not have needed Jesus Christ to tell them to cast their net on the other side. It is not in what you have. It is not in your skills. It is not in your expertise. Now, I'm the last person to condemn expertise. I believe in expertise. You need your expertise. But the problem is a lot of times our expertise works against us when it comes to the things of God. When God wants to take you to a place... When God wants to move you to a place, you see, every, every other thing becomes secondary. Every other thing does not compare to that word. You see, I die word only. Speak the word only. And my servant shall be made whole. Speak the word only. Speak the word only. What am I saying? I'm saying that God is taking us somewhere as a church. God is taking us somewhere as, a, as families. But we need to get to that point where we are going to be able to believe God at whatever he says. And sometimes it's going to take, you know, it's going to take you obeying God on your last dime sometimes. It is in that obedience, in that following of God's voice, in that following of God's word that you find the transformation that you really desire. All we are seeing is nothing compared to, you see, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has the heart conceived what God has prepared for those that love. Have you seen everything that God has prepared for you? Have you seen it with your eyes? So, but is the Bible true that eyes have not seen? Is the Bible true that ears have not heard? And neither has any heart conceived what God has prayed for those that love him. Okay, if we are going to physically get that into a point of manifestation, we have to get to that point where we can cast our nets. Where we can cast our nets out. Where we can throw our nets out. At the voice and at the command of God. We have to be able to get to that point. Eyes have not seen. You know what? When when you... when. When you decide to cast your nets, right? You know what you are doing? You are calling upon God. There's something about, there's something about it. He said, call upon me. I, Jeremiah 33. Call upon me. I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things for which you know not of. And someone is saying, what is the correlation between calling God and my net? Do you remember that woman with the issue of blood? You remember the woman with the issue of blood? She said, If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And, just, and immediately she did that. What did you just say? He said, So I had a contact. There was a call. There was a contact. There's a contact. Because virtue left me. Did the woman say anything to Jesus Christ? Did she pray to him? Did she beg him? She just went there and just made contact with him. What I'm saying is that if we get to that point where we're confident and trusting God enough to be able to cast our net on the other side, what we're doing is that the deep, our deep begins to call unto God's deep. And God shows up on that area and begins to tell you i will answer you and i will show you great and i'll show you mighty things that you know not of that you do not appear that, that you do not conceive at all, you cannot even conceive what i'm saying in essence is this is that until you cast your net out there are some opportunities that will always evade you because all the opportunities that are in this world you know it's i'm sorry let me put it this way. It's not all the opportunities that are available in this world that you can see or conceive or understand with your expertise. It's going to take another level of oppression which is that level of faith for God to be able to expose you to the opportunities that are available for you. There are some of them you will never see them. Until you have faith enough. Until you have faith enough. Until you have faith enough for him to be able to expose those opportunities for you. For him to show you the things, He said, I will show you great and I will show you mighty things which you know not of, which you have not even conceived. You did not think about it. You did not concoct it. You did not bring it to being. You, don't, you, don't even, it ha- you have not even phantomed it. But he said, I'm committed to showing them to you if you call on me. And I'm telling you tonight that one way that we call on God is not just by our prayer. It's by our action. Our action of faith. Our action of listening to him. Because, like I said, say faith without works is death. Faith without works or faith without corresponding action is death. You know why? Because even the devil, they believe and they tremble. You know what? Is, am I correct? Did the scripture say that? That even the devil, they believe and they tremble. So they believe alone, it's not even okay. You have to show a corresponding action to it. So when it says, do we believe that God can supply all our needs? Yes, everybody believes that God can supply all our needs. Do we believe that God can heal us? Everybody believes that God, God can heal. Do you believe that God can, God can, you know, all the things that we're doing here, all the things that we require here, all the things that we need here in this house, do, do we believe that God can produce it? Yes, everybody, if I tell everybody, you believe it. Because even you, when you are saying you don't believe, you know you are blaspheming. Am I correct? But what makes the difference is when you put a corresponding action, when you add a corresponding action to what you believe, That's what makes the difference. In other words, did Peter believe that if Jesus Christ speaks, he will will catch fishes? Yes, he believes that. But when Jesus said, when the master said, cast it on the other side, the difference is not that he heard and believed. The difference that he heard, he believed, and he acted on it. So, the prayer we're going to pray, the short prayer we're going to pray today is going to be this. That God will help us. God will help us. God will strengthen us. God will strengthen our hearts to be able to act when he commands us to cast our nets on the other side. Because God wants to show us great and mighty things that we do not know about. That we do not show. That we we cannot even conceive. That we have not thought about. That we cannot even think. We don't even have the ability to think about it. He will show you great and mighty things. But we have to cast our nets. And the difference or the issue is this is one, we don't value our nets, and two, even where we value our nets, we don't have the strength or the ability to be able to obey God because there are so many things going on in your mind. Ah, God said, Do this. And you are wondering, ah, what about this? What about that? What about this one here? What about that one there? What about this here? You begin to get distracted. You begin to see why those things cannot work. You begin to see why they should not work or why that should not be done. But tonight, we are going to pull down those strongholds in the name of Jesus. That God will give us strength. Strength. Do you know Paul prayed the prayer? He said, my prayer for you? Is that you will be strengthened with might in your inner man? Huh? He said you will be strengthened with might in your inner man so that what? Christ be dwell in your heart by faith. Is Christ dwelling in you? Yes, Christ is dwelling in you. But now, it begins to dwell in your heart by faith. In other words, you are beginning to be able to act out that Christ that is beginning to dwell in you. He said, "I pray for you that you be strength- that your heart will be strengthened with might, that you'll be strengthened with might, sorry, in your inner man, that you'll be strengthened with might in your inner man, that you'll be strengthened with might in your inner man. You know We have the, we have the outer man, we have the inner man, and we have the innermost man, right? Or the innermost man, the Bible calls it, the inner, uh, the innermost, the inner and the outer man your innermost man doesn't have a problem. Alright? Your innermost man doesn't have a problem. Your inner man, where Paul is saying that you should pray and be strengthened with might in the inner man, that's what has the problem. If your inner man cooperates with your innermost man through the word of God, guess what? Your outer man has no option but to obey. When we're talking about your body, your brain, all those brain that is giving uh, giving you suggestions here and saying, oh, this cannot work, this cannot work, it begins to falter when your inner man is being strengthened because it is the inner man that gives direction to the outer man. So this night, that will be our prayer, that our inner man will be strengthened with might, that our inner man will be strengthened with might so that when God says this, we'll be able to hear him, we'll be able to believe him, and we'll be able to act on it. Are we clear about what we are supposed to pray for? That God will strengthen us with might in our inner man. When we're talking about might, I don't, I don't even know how to explain might in English. You know, in in, in Yoruba we we'll call it okun. It's not, uh, it's not just, uh, you know, okun is different from Abara, Am I correct, sir? Huh? You okay? You're not very deep in there. <laughs> even me, I'm just a pretend- pretentious Yoruba man. So- <laughs> You see, when you are talking of when you are talking of might, right? When you are talking of might, you are not. Talk, you see, strength has to do with something physical. Your your strength, your physical strength. Your listen. But when you talk of might, you are talking of strength that is beyond physical. And that's what Paul is saying: that your inner man may be strengthened with might. You see, he didn't say with power; he said with might that you might be strengthened with might in your. inner man. So that our inner man and our innermost being begins to become one. And then they begin to dictate the pace, So that your brain when God tells you cast out your nets, your brain will not begin to work against you. But it will begin to cooperate with you. Let's stand to our feet this evening. And let's pray. That's just the short prayer. We're just going to pray. We're going to pray this evening. We want to be strengthened in the inner man. We want to be strengthened in the inner man give me strength in the inner man, that my inner man will be strengthened. My inner man will be strengthened. There will be no weakness. That my inner man will be strengthened so that I can hear God, I can believe God, and I can act, I can do what he says. I can hear him, I can believe him, and I can do. I can hear him, I can believe him, and I can do according to his good pleasure. According to his good pleasure. According to his good pleasure. Hey, You know what is at stake, folks? He said, I know my thoughts towards you. They are thoughts of good. They are not thoughts of evil. To bring you to an expected end. To bring you to an expected end. To give you a future. And that translation says to give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. That's what is at stake here this evening. That's what is at stake here this it I know my thoughts towards you. I know my thoughts towards you. They are thoughts of good. They are not thoughts of evil. To bring you to an expected end. To bring you to an expected end. What is our expected end? You can define your own expected end based on what God is telling you. You know, I, I, I know one thing. That an expected end, God does not want you to be sick. I know it that God doesn't want us to lack. I know it that God does not want us to, I mean, uh, I mean to, to be confused. I know it, that God does not want us to scramble beneath the pot. I know it. He said, I know my thoughts towards you. I know it. I know an expected end is that God does not want you to struggle. I said, I know my thoughts towards you. They are thoughts of God to bring you to an unexpected end, to give you a future and to give you a hope. To give you a future and to give you a hope, and I know that in this house, God is not calling us to struggle. That's not His future for us. That's not the future He wants to give us. I know in our families that God does not want to. God does not want us to perpetu- for trouble to perpetuate in our families, in our children. I know it. I know it. That's the expected end that God wants. I know. He said, "I know my thoughts towards you." Their are thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope to bring you to an expected end. That is the thoughts of God towards you. That is the desire of God towards you. That is his expectation for you. That's what he has planned for you. We know that God is not a man that he will lie. He's not the son of man that he will repent. If he has said it, he will do it. If he has spoken it, he will make it good. That is the God that we serve. That is the God that I know. That is the God that we have come before this evening. And we're asking him this night, this evening, oh God, to be able to strengthen us with power in our inner man, with might in the inner man. So that we'll be able to hear, to believe and to do. We'll be able to hear, to believe and to do. We'll be able to hear, to believe and to do. So that uh, uh, you, you see, Paul Paul, Paul talks about making the grace of God ineffective. He talks about making the grace of God ineffectual. It talks about frustrating the grace of God. And we are not a bunch of people that want to frustrate the grace of God. Instead, we are a bunch of people that want to make the grace of God a reality and functional in our everyday life. and every of our steps. Our steps of grace. Every of our words are words of grace. Every of our walkings are walkings of grace. Every of our doings are the doings of grace. Oh, we don't want to frustrate the grace of God here. That's why we're asking God tonight to help us with strength in our inner man. To help us with strength in our inner man. So that we'll not frustrate the grace of God. The grace of God has come upon you. It has shown concerning us. He said, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto men. It has appeared unto all. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all. I know that the grace of God has appeared. It has appeared unto us. but we don't want to be a group of people that will frustrate the grace of God. We don't want to be a group of people that will frustrate the grace of God. We want to be a people that will walk in the grace of God and fulfill the grace of God and make the grace of God relevant in everything that we do. And one of the things that the grace of God has promised, he said, I know my thoughts towards you. They are thoughts of good. 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 Every time I think about you, I think of good. Every time I think about you, I think of good. Every time I think of finances, I think of good. Every time I think about the children, I think of good. Every time I think of your business, I think of good. Every time I think of your ministry, I think of good. The thoughts that I have towards you are thoughts of good. The thoughts that I have towards you, they are thoughts of good. And not evil. To give you a future and to bring you to that hope that I have for you. To bring you to give you a future. And bring you to that hope that I have for you. That I have for you. You see, I'm tired of just being a potential. I am tired of just being a potential. I don't just want to remain a potential. I want to remain, I want to become the real thing, not just a potential. Yeah, we have heard of the grace of God, we have heard of what the grace of God can do, but I want to get to that point where potentially I just can't do, but I'm in reality doing. Where potentially my needs are not just being met. You know, we we know that potentially my needs can be met because of the grace of God. But I don't want to remain a potential. I want to remain the real thing. I want to become the real thing. I want to become the real thing, the real deal, the real deal. That's why we're praying tonight that God strengthen me with might in the inner man. Strengthen me with might. Strengthen me with might. Strengthen Strengthen me with might in the inner man. 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 Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Thank you for who you are. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' name we prayed. In Jesus' name we prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus name we Does anybody have something specific you want us to pray about before we leave? Because that's one of the things. You say when you come together, once you have a psalm, once you have a song, once you, have, you see, we, we, people should feel ministration. People should feel ministered to. People should feel blessed. When they leave here, when they leave this door, they should, know that, you know, they, should, they should know that they have touched something. So if what we have said or what we have prayed is not enough, or you think you have something extra that you want us to pray about, I want you to come, just come forward now and then we'll pray together. The whole church will just agree with you. You see, the, the, the Bible gives us power. It gives us, you know, collectively, the Bible gives us power. He said this, he said, said, whoever sin you forgive, it is forgiven. That's how powerful we are as, a, as, a, as, as a members of the body of Christ. He said, whoever sin you forgive. It, in other words, we can stand in the place of God. All right? We can stand in the place of God and declare that God will stand on behalf of our brother and will declare that his sins are forgiven. That's how powerful it is. That's how powerful he said, whosoever sin you forgive. Am I making this up? You think I'm making it up? You want me to show you in the scripture? He said, whosoever sinned, you forgive, is forgiven. And this evening, I'm not even saying you are committed sin. I'm just saying that if there's something you want us to agree together. He said, whosoever two of you shall agree as touching, it shall be done. A threefold cord cannot be easily broken. Is there any such person tonight? Is there any such person tonight? Before we leave? All right, thank God. Father, we want to thank you for this evening. Thank you for your people. Thank you for every one member uh, of this body. Everyone that is represented under this grace, under this anointing. We pray for everyone this evening in the name of Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, for what you are doing with us as a body. And we thank you because everyone that is connected to this body will not miss in this grace that you have made available for us. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, because in our hearts we'll begin to uh, 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 know the importance of the, the the real reason why we should cast our nets out. And we will know, God, that we all have nets. We all have things that you can work with. That we do not need to look to the south, nor to the north, for our deliverance. Because we know that our deliverance is right where we are, oh God. Because with you, all things are possible. Father, we bless you. Father, we thank you. Father, we give you praise. We bless your holy name. And as we go continue this week, we thank you, God, for the purpose of this fast, O oh God. It will be made manifest in the name of Jesus. That at the end of this week, our profiting and our reward will be made manifest to all in the name of Jesus. Because at the end of this fasting, oh God, we'll know that we have been with Jesus. And we have touched the hem of his garment. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. And we give you praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.